The following is an exclusive presentation of News Radio KMAN, your home for K State athletics. It's game time. This is the game on News Radio KMAN. David G dropping the line of telling us he's cheap. <laughs> What's the Wi-Fi password for the studio? <laughs> Dude, no. Okay, yes, but data, my man. <laughs> you know what, man? I thought this was a spare no expense. Thank you. A spare no expense kind of show where I could just latch onto the Wi-Fi and just start going crazy. Man, I, I tell you what. If there's a way to make you feel you've gone to a different status from, like, peasant to king, it's when you upgrade from, like, 25 gigs of data to unlimited. I know. When you're, like— You feel like you're on top of the world. You're like, go ahead. Latch on. Latch on, plebe. Go ahead. It's fine. I got unlimited. Welcome oh. to the game, Mitch Fortner. Troy Coverdale to my right, right in front of me, is the lovely— <laughs> David G. And Sage Williams is here today. Yeah, DG was not in all last week, wasn't feeling well. He kept coming up with a different excuse. (laughs) I did, because then I I saw Mitch out. I was out, too. And then, so he goes, what's the story now? And I go, I I dropped something on my foot. You know, I I can't make it. My throat got hurt somehow. And it was just, it it was tough avoiding both of you guys. Hey, now listen, I wasn't around. Oh, okay, dang. For, yeah, for he most was of the in week. Dodge City. Oh, my God. So I could have avoided. I was like, I can't go there. Coverdale might be there. My wife was like, oh, geez. <laughs> right? <laughs> As usual, when I bring up Troy, she's like, yep. oh, geez. Mm-hmm. Yep, that, that's about right. <laughs> well, guys, I want to kick things off, which, by the way, we got a jam packed show. We're going to touch yeah. so many different topics. I don't think we're doing the same topic. At all, like in, nice. in multiple segments. We're going all over the place. In the next segment at 425, we're going to be interviewing the new K-State football tight end and fullbacks coach, Brian LePac. He got the uh, got the job. At least the announcement came out yesterday. I do have a new top 10 list for the week. Mitch Palm will be at 510 as K-State is at number four Baylor tonight. Aoka Lee with the media, number one song of the day, Ask Us Anything. It's all coming up. We're touching all types of topics here on the show today. But to kick things off, I want to uh, get to a topic that was brought up on yesterday's Wildcat Insider with Athletic Director of K-State, Gene Taylor. And I, you know, I think the way I phrased the question, it kind of told myself, like I kind of realized that I've settled in to just hearing the chant. (laughs) Like, yes, to me, it's still a little annoying, but I've gotten used to it. Sure. You know? And, uh, Gene Taylor has reminded us that the athletic department is still not happy with it at all. That's been a really source of frustration. Uh, the, the the chant was yeah. overly uh, heard, and it didn't matter what we played, yeah. whether it was you know the Wabash or whatever music, and that's getting very frustrating. Uh, we've actually talked about it as a staff. It, it needs to stop. It's embarrassing. My email inbox, you know, you've got families with kids that come to the game and. And we've we've tried many 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 things. Everything from messaging from the athletes to messages from the coaches. This goes back to long before I got here. 
I was just sent some information of, of when Frank Martin was here, and he sent out you know notes to the students, and it just for some reason doesn't. Now it was obviously more aggressive, I think, because it was KU, but. I, I don't know what we have to do, but we have to come up with something because it is it needs to stop. It's literally an embarrassment for the students. I don't know why they do it. Uh, they do it for teams that aren't named KU. Yeah. And I know that the other schools around the country have inappropriate chance, but we will have to come up with something at some point if it doesn't stop. And it's really an embarrassment to all of us. So that attempt that Gene Taylor was talking about, sending the messages to the to the students, to the fans, from not only coaches uh, but from uh, well, from others in in K State as well. I remember uh, it was Richard Myers, I believe, that also said in an article that he wasn't happy about it and things need to change. But I believe the attempt was in 2017 to get the message to the fans that we don't like it. This needs to stop. And what happens at the next game? It is louder than ever. Yeah, it was a, definitely a response you would expect from. A younger person, a student who, in a way, is maybe reacting to an el- you know one of their elders' requests. Like it was like if you're reacting to a parent telling you to, hey, you know, pick up your room or you're not doing this this weekend, you know, and they're going to react with anger, not happy. I don't want to do it. Why can I just go do this thing and not have to clean my room and react in a in a judgmental way? It, 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 that's the thing. It's so difficult with it being such a young group of people that want to, you know, still act out their college students, right? They want to go out and have fun. They want to go do their thing. They don't want people trying to tell them what to do now that they're finally out of mom and dad's house. And that's been a way it's been for years. I remember the chant going all the way back to 2010 when I went to a K-State KU game and it was going on. David G, you've been around longer than I have going to K-State games. I'm sure, I don't know, how long. How far back does it go? It's a, it's a Huggyville kind of Frank Martin era chant. And it started because they we the program was so irrelevant and it was so laughing stock. I mean, it w- like K-State's basketball program wasn't even a laughing stock because nobody cared. And no, everybody's like, who cares about this yep. guy? Thank you. Thank you to those who chased Dana Altman away. Right, Appreciate you. Right, yeah. right. I mean, so many years of just mediocrity or even worse. Tan Tom. And then it came on where we were relevant and we were cool. And the est- it was like anti-establishment. We were the angriest fan base in America. Here we are. We're going to prove it to you. And we're going to prove it by saying this chant every game during Sandstorm. It's going to happen, and it's going to be loud, and it's going to be – you're going to be scared in the octagon of doom. My thing is now I just – I think they've done it to where they've saved that song and kept it and won't play it – they won't play it all the time. I think you play it all the time. Play it 40 times a game and see if – a kid can keep up with that pace. You can't. You can't. You cannot chant that. Wear it times. out. You wear them out. Like it's more like a parent saying, "Okay, you're gonna go down to the villa and get blackout drunk all the time." You know what I'm gonna do? I'm gonna join you. I'm gonna go down there with you and your friends. We're gonna smoke cigs. We're gonna take Jaeger bombs, and I'm gonna th- pass out right beside you. Do it if you want it gone. Play stand- Sandstorm 53 times a day. Don't save it. When you save it. 
the kids sit and wait for it and wait for it. And when it when it finally pops, or use it in another song, or any, Wabash. anything, just that play really annoys it. me. Play it, play it, play it. Well, and and there was the threat at at the time at football that it was going to go bye bye from That's Wabash. Right. That Wabash would be barred because right people were saying it. You know this this is a strange. This is a strange tradition to me. Mm-hmm. When I was in school, and I know, yeah, I, I, okay, when I was in school, no, when I was in school, 89 to 93, the chant didn't exist. Right. We were not chanting that. You know, it, things changed. And I it, thank you for pinpointing where that era began, because I've never understood where this trend began. Right. Because it was not something that, had taken place as a as a, any bit of heritage of K State basketball up until that point. Yeah, you've got a whole group, not a group, but an era, a generation of K State fans and students that didn't know what it was like to be relevant in basketball. And college basketball is so fun when your team is good. It's an amazing little run. It, it's it's what angers me so much about where the basketball program was with Tan Tom Asbury and Jim Waldridge. It angers me to no end because we basically just let our heritage, you know, we talk about Final Fours and Sweet Sixteens and Elite Eights and being in the national championship game. Folks, that stuff is 70 years ago now. We We let our heritage go away while KU built theirs up. Right. And, I mean, it's true. You trace it. It goes to 1988, and after 1988, then you have Bramlage built and yeah. opened, and then you have the streak. Uh, and that is what a lot of people grew up on in the midst of this embarrassing streak where this one team dominated. Owned the building. And it was a joke. And then you have the football team come up. And that adds a little pride, but you're still like, I want to be good in basketball too. And then all of a sudden, you've got these cool guys coaching the team, and they're wearing black jerseys and got some swagger. And you're like, you know what? Okay, <laughs> you you know what I mean? Like, yeah. I don't like you. And it could have been anybody. It could have been the Big Twelve, the you know the NCAA. It could have been anybody, but it just worked. It worked phonetically enough to be a fun chant to throw out there. And it's one of those, if you go down to Aggieville, you hear people in the bars oh, doing the chant. Absolutely. I mean, it's I'm, crazy. I'll be honest with you. I went back, going back to that 2010 game when I was in the student section for that KU game, college game days here. I was in that student section, almost didn't get in the door, mm-hmm. and I'm guilty of it. Yeah. I oh, yeah. chanted the, 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 the chant. Uh-huh. And it, it's funny how you grow up, you mature a little bit, and be like, yeah, this isn't a good look. It's a touch not We should great, probably yeah. stop doing it. Yeah. The tough part now, K-State Athletics, Gene Taylor says they've been having meetings on trying to figure out how to resolve this issue, how to get the students from stop, to stop chanting blank KU. That is a tough task. I don't know what the right answer is. Do you try do you try adopting a new chant? I, do you take away music altogether? No. Just completely take away the it never happened. I know, you know, but it's like what do you know? Yeah. I think A, like I'm sure I every said, idea I'm, goes through your mind. I'm serious about play sans play it a ton. Play it a lot. But we've also, I think in-house, we might have stumbled upon a way to get it done. 
it 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 was just something that crossed my mind in the midst of everything that we've heard over the last few months. Let's go, Bill, was what came to mind. But you gentlemen have, have influenced me to go with something maybe a little different at the end because we don't want to mistake it for Bill Self. Let's go, Bruce. <laughs> I like it. I love it. It's cheeky. You know, it is cheeky and it's topical. And I think people get behind it because that of uh, the other chant is really taken off. You well, know? you know, you know, Bruce Weber has kind of in a way split Whoa. the fan base. Whoa. And uh, some obviously love him for what he's done at K State, and some yeah. wasn't happy about the hire. Didn't want him to begin with, and still think to this day he's done nothing that has really cemented his legacy at K State by winning two Big Twelve championships and going to an Elite Eight. So. In a way, and I'm sure that split has maybe gone a little bit more to a hole <laughs> with you know the last couple of years, but there is still, I think, a split on just what he's done. Let's go, Bruce. Is it's beautiful. It, <laughs> I I think that's what I'm gonna do. Start doing. I don't care if the students do it. I'm just gonna start doing it. And if they catch they catch a law, they catch up. That's fine. If they if they want to jump on that bandwagon, let's do it. But I like it as a replacement. But after that. If it does catch on, you can't have any problems with that. That, that you know. Can, can I trademark the t-shirts? Yeah, you better. <laughs> yeah, wait a minute. See, that's the thing. When, when Troy brought that up, I was questioning is like, is that exactly the right thing to do when it comes to the inspiration of that chant? And I was thinking, it's like maybe I shouldn't do it, but it honestly might be the most realistic way to to change to things. pull it off. Absolutely, absolutely. It's funny. That's so funny. Topical, yeah, funny. And topical yeah. and funny and cheeky. And if you can't do, you know, because even, like, the kids, they know. They understand, like, it's not a good look. It real, It's not. It's hilarious because all the old guys don't like it. But when you sit back and you, if you think about it, you're like, okay, I know it's not great. Here's the other thing at play, though, and, and going back to – me mentioning the era that I was in school versus when this came about. The other thing that's at play here, ironically, is that with more television, we've gotten to the point where the chant is there, and that means that it's being heard in living rooms across the country, and that is where the turnoff goes. We weren't on TV nearly as much no. when I was in school because no. you didn't have the streaming options no. and the ESPN package was limited and you had the regional network doing most of the Saturday games. The Phillips 66, 66 network. Game of the week yep. never featured K-State. <laughs> Unless they're playing KU. Well, you know, and then we were getting smoked. And it was just like, back in the day, it was like, we're never on TV. Yeah. Never. And now we are. And it is amazing how many commentators no one's clued them into this could happen because when they start to do it they go silent <laughs> and it's like you should be talking over this if you know what I mean and they're like are they saying what I oh here we are from the little apple and it's like you need to be prepared for this this is gonna happen I used to have a board up who was always wanting to trip the delay button on ballgame broadcasts if something got heard. Oh. It wasn't very good with certain coaches, you know, being next to where I was at oh on, God, on I mean, basketball. Frank Martin days, you could yeah. hear a few words they, they on the would. radio call. And, and, and so we always had this big go-round over whether or not we should be using the seven-second delay. I'm like, no. 
No, it's Let live. It it's live. Nope. They want to hear it. They get to hear it. You I've know? never had to push a seven second delay button before. Yeah. I used to I, have one, but not anymore. Nope. No. It, so it, this is live. <laughs> There's no seven second delay. Well, hey, Mitch, why don't you take it? Oh. Okay, anyway. <laughs> um, the, uh, Bob Knight Oof. at Texas Tech had in his contract that you cannot have any live microphones within a certain distance of the bench Ooh, really? at Tech. It wound up putting the radio broadcasts in the upper deck across Yikes. from the scorer's table yeah. because you only really had a space then for TV to broadcast from at the scorer's table. Might because nobody could see a lot of money. Nobody could be near him with a microphone. Oof. Still to come here on the game, we have Mitch Palm at 510. We're going to hear from Aoka Lee. She did comment on uh, her future after this year. She is eligible for the WNBA draft after this year because she's old enough, which, by the way, if you don't know, got to be 22 to be drafted in the WNBA. But coming up next, this is going to be a fun conversation with new K-State football tight end and fullbacks coach Brian LaPack. Up next on the game. The game continues on K-Man. Mitch Fortner, Troy Coverdale, David G, and also Sage with us today. She's with us all week long. And now we're pleased to be joined by the new K-State football tight end and fullbacks coach. That's Brian LePac. Coach, really appreciate your time joining us. Um, so for those that don't know the news, uh, K-State football coach Chris Kleiman announcing yesterday that Brian LePac would become the new full-time assistant coach in tutoring the fullbacks and tight ends. I always, in this situation, Brian, want to know the reaction from coaches when they get the news that they're going to get a, a little upgrade in their status. What was your reaction to getting the news from Coach Kleiman? Well, I appreciate you having me on. And my reaction was I was obviously deeply flattered and very honored to get that responsibility. It's, as a coach, you, you spend a lot of years working really hard, um, spending a lot of time. You spend time away from your family. and you spend a lot of time trying to get good at it, and sometimes it's frustrating, and sometimes you think it's never going to work out for you, and then you get an opportunity like this, and you realize hard work pays off, and if you just focus on where you're at and doing an excellent job in whatever you do, you're going to get opportunities. Now, you got to coach with the fullbacks and tight ends before the bowl game with the departure of Jason Ray, so I'm sure, I mean, I'm sure a part of that was going into the decision by Chris Kleiman to promote you how did you feel that time went with those guys before the bowl game well i loved every minute of it it's a great room there's a lot of great young men in the tight ends and fullbacks room um and it's the program that's had a long history of playing in bigger personnel having a lot of tight ends on the team having a lot of fullbacks on the team guys that are physical play with a bit of a nasty streak but still have some big playmaking ability and um it was awesome to get to work with those guys every single day, to get to be in the meeting room and actually have a conversation with them. And the role that I had before, it, it's not my job to coach. As an off-the-field guy, I was working ahead, looking at the next opponent, breaking down film, doing things like that. And so to get to actually work with them and then go take things onto the field and build that relationship and pour as much as I could into them to get them ready to play was, was awesome. So you're a former offensive line yourself. You played uh, Colorado State and also Oklahoma. Then you became um, – you've had a, a different number of roles, but you have coached offensive line at Southern and also assisted with the offensive line at Oklahoma. What I'm asking is, 
How how has the tra- transition been when you were preparing for the bowl game after working with so much with the O line? Then you go back to fullbacks and uh, tight ends for the bowl game, and now moving forward with K State, is that an easy transition because there's a lot of blocking involved, or what's it like? Yeah, you know there there's a certain amount of you know tight ends and fullbacks are the adjusters in the run game. So a lot of times the tight end is an inline guy. You're kind of like a sixth offensive lineman. So there's a lot of carryover fundamentally what you're doing. Um, as a fullback, a guy coming out of the backfield, you have to understand front structure. You have to understand defensive fits. You have to understand the whole blocking pattern so that you get the right numbers, hat for hat, and execute in the run game. So 75% of the work is blocking. 75% of it is understanding run game. And that extra additional part of the passing game, you know, my background experience, I, I played in no-huddle offenses. I was fortunate enough to get to be a graduate assistant at Indiana under Kevin Wilson, where we spread the ball out and we went no huddle, went fast, and threw the ball all over the yard. And then to get to go to Oklahoma, where we did a lot of the same things, 17 through 19. So my experience in the passing game has been been very good, and I've gotten great opportunity to learn from some of the best. And so um, the transition's been good. The transition's been real good. How are you feeling about the room of tight ends and fullbacks moving forward? You do have a couple of tight ends, of course, moving on. Daniel Amaterbaby and Nick Litters, but you still have like Connor Fox and Sammy Wheeler. And, of course, you have those studs in Jackson and, and Ben Sinnott moving forward. How confident are you in this group? Very confident. We have a lot of talent. Just in addition to the four you just named, um, Will Swanson is a young guy that redshirted for us this year. Um, that's an excellent player from – Papiano Vista in uh, Nebraska, and then we've also got Christian Moore, who's another fullback on the team, um, that's also a very good player. We also have a kid named Andrew Sonner that was a freshman that registered this year. It's a very deep and talented room. And then we have two freshmen coming in that are going to be able to help us as well. So it's 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 a really easy to be a good coach when you have a room that's as deep and as talented as we have at tight end. And it's, it's fun to get to play with that many guys. So I'm curious to know the kind of coach you are. I'll I'll, I'll kind of set up a scale for you. So the the type of coach that's not so much raw, raw, kind of keeps it calm during practice is like Colin Klein. And then just from what I know, I would maybe put Joe Klanderman at the uh, at the top of the board, the guy that can be kind of intense. Maybe there's another guy you could put in there, but from what I know, Joe Klanderman would fit that fit that spot. So where do you fit in when it comes to the the intensity? of being a coach of practice? You know, I'm, I'm a little bit calmer demeanor. I don't mind yelling because, honestly, more than anything, I just want to make sure somebody hears me. All right. So um, I'm a little bit calmer. I like to correct and make sure I understand what happened and and um, what's going on in the guy's head. I'm not going to be a guy that swears at a bunch of people and, you know, dog cusses them or anything like that. Um, I'm a little bit calmer. I make sure everything gets covered in the meeting room. And, and, uh, but I expect guys to play hard. And, it's really what we need to be doing, right? We're, we're demanding excellence in everything that we do. And at Kansas State, that means you give relentless effort and you perform. And so if you're not doing that, you're going to know about it. Speaking with K-State, new K-State, tight end fullbacks coach Brian LePac, second year with the Cats coming up this next season. Now, obviously you've been around the game for a long time, but specifically the college game, you know that goes back to the early two thousand or the uh, the the later part of the decade in the two thousands is when you're playing college football. So, um, how have you seen the game change from then to now? Yeah, that's a good question. And there, one of the things that I think that 
has really changed college football is you've seen a lot more tempo, and I say tempo in the sense that people aren't huddling up as much as they used to and going and getting on the ball, and that's giving people a few more possessions in a game. And I think that's kind of spread out the field a little bit more. It's made more of the field in play, both vertically and horizontally. And I think it's kind of a more of an offensive-driven approach um, has kind of changed college football landscape a little bit. And I also think, too, with what's going on in recruiting and things like the transfer portal are really changing the dynamic and what kind of team you have from year to year. Um, that's probably been the biggest change in the last 10 to 15 years is what happens in recruiting. Um, the biggest thing that I I know is I'm excited here for the future of Kansas State because I think we have a real opportunity to position ourselves for long-term success. And I think we have ourselves, we're going to be in a good position to have success right now. Um, to answer that question for you. Once again, we're speaking with new K-State tight ends and football uh, fullbacks coach uh, Brian LePac. Here's a, a few more questions to kind of wrap things up, but it's to get to know you a little bit more, Brian. Um, you mentioned recruiting. You got on the recruiting trail before the bowl game, again, jumping in the place of, of Jason Ray, but where would you say is like your recruiting connections? Like where do you feel most comfortable? Well, I have a lot of connections in Oklahoma. It's where I grew up. I'm from uh, northeast Oklahoma, a little town called Claremore, uh, about 30 miles outside of Tulsa. And um, I've been in Oklahoma for a long time. And so understanding the dynamic of the high schools here, uh, knowing a lot of the coaches that have been there for a long time is kind of my biggest area where I feel most comfortable. Um, but, you know, in my experience, I also was at Southern down in Baton Rouge, Louisiana, and happened to get used to communicating and recruiting down there in Louisiana, and then a little bit of experience in East Texas and Dallas. Well, that's a solid few solid places to have certain certain connections, no doubt about that. Now, I know you've been in Manhattan. You haven't been here a long time, but do you have a favorite spot to go eat <laughs> or take the family out? Where, where do you like to go? Yeah, you know, first of all, Manhattan is an awesome town. I can't think of a better place to raise a young family. I'm married. I've got... Uh, Two kids. My son Thomas is five years old, and my uh, daughter Penny's three. My wife Colleen and I've been married since 2015. We actually got engaged right before I started being a GA, and she thought I was going to be a lawyer. Um, I don't know if my mom was crazy about that, <laughs> but uh, but um, and then we've got a third one on the way in April. But congratulations, uh, spots in Manhattan. Thank you very much. You know, spots in Manhattan. My kids really love it if we go to AJ's Pizzeria. Okay, they really do. Simple, simple pleasures are the best. So getting a pepperoni pizza with the kids. Well, shout out to AJ's. What are you, uh, what are you listening to the car when you drive? What do I listen to in the car? Yeah, I'm sure you. When you're out on the road or you're here in Manhattan, what's your go-to? Yeah, I actually turn it on to the classic rock stage. Yes. You got it. You got uh, a thumbs up from this room. <laughs> that's, that's my morning. That's my morning one. It's like my second. I don't ever change it. Uh, but the drive is short in Manhattan, and it's a that's a great thing about living there. It takes about ten to fifteen minutes to get to wherever you want to go. So I'm not on the radio too long, and I spend a lot of time in the office. So are you telling us you're a fan of the uh, the 101.5 K Rock Morning Show? I am. Yes. Is, that, is that 105? Yeah, K Rock. Well, that's I'm telling you. I just hit the number two, and I don't ever look at the frequency. Well, see, 
that's funny because the host of the K-Rock Morning Show just happens to be a host on this very show. David G is with us right now, and he really liked what you just said. Uh, yeah, I, Coach, I, w- I hated every answer that you gave until then, right? There. <laughs> and, but, so now you're cool. Now you're really cool and awesome. Except AJ's. AJ's I like too. <laughs> no. Thank you for listening, Coach. That's, that's awesome to hear. Uh, no problem. Keep playing good music. Absolutely. And then uh, finally, we'll wrap up with this one, Coach LePac. Your favorite sports movie, what would you say? Favorite sports movie? Probably Friday Night Lights. Okay. That's a solid, solid. choice. Yeah. I, I just watched it the other day. Solid. It's, it's always a, a fantastic go-to. Well, Coach LePac, uh, best of luck to you. We're obviously looking forward to this, this upcoming season. And uh, – I, I hope it works out for you. So congratulations on the uh, promotion, and, and uh, we'll, I'm sure we'll talk to you soon. Absolutely. Thanks for having me on, guys. Once again, that's new K-State tight end and fullbacks coach Brian LePac on the game. Coming up next, my new top ten list on the game. The game on K-Man. Yeah. That's a goodie. Stone Cold Crazy? Yeah, baby. Either one. Queen or Metallica's version. For sure. For sure. I'm down with it. And so both, is Coach LePac. Yeah, so is Coach LePac because he listens to the Carrick Morning Show every day. He said it. He said he was a huge fan of mine. Now, Not guys, I want, to, uh, I, I, I want to get very serious here for just a moment. As Whoa. you may have heard... On Sunday, the Buffalo Bills season came to an end. Uh, thanks, even though, you know, a, a direct laser with 13 seconds to go into the end zone open, wide open. Bill's touchdown should have won it. Uh, old uh, Patrick Mahomes and company only needed 13 seconds to get into field goal range and, uh, and tie the game up, go to overtime. Thanks to the coin toss, Chiefs driving score. That's it. That's all she wrote. One of the craziest finishes I've ever seen to a game. So with that, I feel like it was appropriate to give a moment of silence to the Buffalo Bills. What do you say, uh, 13 seconds? (laughs) 13 seconds, moment of silence. And that's it. 13 seconds. That was 13 seconds? That's how long 13 seconds is. Oh, my God. 13-second moment of silence. So I thought, you know what we should do? I know that Chiefs Chiefs fans are going on and on about this 13 seconds and what they were able to do in that short amount of time on two plays. So I thought I'd put together my top 10 list of things I can do in 13 seconds or less. By the way, do you guys have any thoughts? Like, what can you guys do or can't do? In 13 seconds. Well, I know that you can't do the cliff notes of War and Peace, much less War and Peace. <laughs> in 13. In 13 seconds. I can't change a diaper in 13 seconds. <laughs> I try super hard to get in and out, and it just does not work. Also, the um, baby gate has this certain way you, you lock it into place, and I can't do that in under 13 seconds. I, I cannot eat a hot dog in 13 seconds. Ooh. 
I would I would fail at the Nathan's hot dog eating contest so quickly. Yeah. It's not even funny. That's Kobayashi numbers there, baby. That's because you're not a small I mean like small is like small in stature. Uh I I can speed eat. Are you what well, okay? Whoa. Maybe not don't maybe sign not a check with chestnut your, okay, okay. speed, but you know, I could I could probably put a hot dog away in a short amount of time. Listen. Have you talked to our old friend Dan Halen? Have you talked to him about the eating contest that he was in? The donuts? Uh-huh. Dude. I was there. Oh, you were there. You Okay, okay. I was surprised. I, at the time, not working in radio, I was at the fridge. Shout out to Fridge Wholesale. Um, and we had an eating contest. We had a donut eating contest. And it was, first of all, it was amazing, the regular folks, how little they could do. And then we had a ringer. A guy that was on the national list of competitive eaters had found our Facebook like post about like, hey, come sign up and win three hundred bucks. He flew in to Manhattan. Oh to man. See, he 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 has a friend that lives in Manhattan, flew in, did the eating contest, collected the three hundred bucks, and went home. And he was there. He had like seven different drinks in front of him, and I was making fun of him, you know, on the mic. I was like, oh, look at this guy, he's got all kinds of he plowed through 24 donuts like it was nothing. And how long? It took 13 him 13 seconds. It, it took him it took him 3 minutes to eat 20. Oh my god. The sweet just I I don't know that I could handle that. This guy that's why he was dunking them in coconut water and oh. he was dunking them in orange soda. He was dunking them in that and he had uh, uh, something else and just regular water. So, so basically pulling the sweet off, pulling yeah, the frosting yeah, off of him with the orange all, soda. All the frosting off. Yeah. Because this dude, he mowed through so many that everybody quit. And he was like, <laughs> well, I'm, I'm going to, he's like, I'm going to quit too, but he's like, I'm going to get 24. And so he ate four at, like at his leisure. But everybody else was like, good God. Sorry. I, I, no, I was this. there. I, I'm glad you told that story because I was there and I saw that thing go down. Yeah. You, people did start quitting because you were calling out the number like, wow, this guy is actually pretty good. <laughs> Uh, I thought about jumping in it, but I taught myself out of it. You good? Good. Well, there was okay. already like fifteen people in it. I was right. like, "Well, the odds are, you know." You did good. Uh, you did a good thing because as a kid that got a C in math, I figured it out. <laughs> and I was like, "This isn't going to work." Okay, we here's what we know for Mitch. What can't be done in thirteen seconds is his team can't rush the football in thirteen oh, seconds no. to set up a field goal try. Oh no, Mitch! So, Mitch, what can you do in thirteen oh, seconds? Oh my God! <laughs> Number ten. <laughs> I appreciate the trans transition. I really did. I I, I know you're trying to punch yeah, I me know. in the gut mm-hmm. there, but I appreciated it. No, you, you, you're trying to punch the guy in the gut, but he's already had twenty donuts. Yep, All right, he's, point. he's tough. Number ten. I can make my bed in less than 13 seconds. And if it takes you longer, what are you doing with your life? What are you? You must be in the like, military. Because the military guys and oh, gals, yeah. they get the ruler out, make the bed, like really make the bed. But yeah, throw the covers and the sheet at the same time kind of action. Throw a pillow on top. Done. Looks good. Number nine. I know the last time I did this, it was under 13 seconds. Run a 100-meter dash. I used to be a sprinter ah. back in the day. And I think if I got it back out there, got my stretches in, a few warm-ups, I could knock out a 100-meter dash in 13 seconds. I used to be able to do it under uh, uh, under 11. No, no, Whoa. I'm sorry, under 12. Under 12. It was like 11.7, nice. something like that. I think I still got my speed. Nice. I, I, I could do a dash in under 13 seconds, but it wasn't going to go 100. 
I do a forty yard dash in thirteen seconds. I, no problem. I'm thinking three steps and then my hamstrings kick in. Yeah, I, <laughs> your quads out. Oh, number eight. Number eight things I can do in under thirteen in thirteen seconds or less. Get emotional after watching a very happy moment. It just triggers me. You know, Ellen DeGeneres gives away a house. I'm like, it's so beautiful. I don't know why those things do that to me. You get teared up. I don't. I don't cry too much when something sad happens, but when something happy happens, I'm the opposite. I, I can't. Wow. It's just, I got to really fight it sometimes. I didn't know. You're a softy, man. I, a little bit. Wow. That's good. Bit. That's good. A little bit. That's good. Number seven. Number seven. This would be a lot better if Big Steve was here, but number seven is figure out Big Steve's clips to do they know it. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. It takes about 10, 11 seconds. Uh, it takes, uh, takes a second to kick in. It takes me about 13 seconds to get angry when I play do they know it with Big Steve because he's a cheater and he knows it and I'm sick of him. Tired of him. Number six. Number six, it takes me less than 13 six seconds to get on an interstate. Oh, yeah. So the last week, week ago today, I was on my way to Topeka and uh, getting on the interstate, getting on 70 east, eastbound to Topeka. And I get behind this car. By the time we get on the main stretch to to, to verge to the left, uh-huh. guess how fast the car in front of me was going? 20 miles an hour. 30. Oh. And I was furious. Because there was a semi coming. Yeah, you got to get on and get out. Get over. Uh-huh. Speed up. Yeah. Get going. Or or get on 24 if you're going to play those games. I was like, what is going on? Dude. Do you not know the rules of driving? Absolutely. I Absolutely. was so hot. That spot right there is like, I want to tell people, there is a Highway 24 for a reason. If you're going to play the grandma games, play them down there. And and we have just now determined where I get the most uncomfortable with my car. Oh, you're little. Yeah, yeah. That semi's coming up. Oh my god. <laughs> Sage, uh, I seventy <laughs> is uh, seventy five miles per hour. How fast are you going? Eighty. Thank you. Ooh. That's that's the correct. I kind of felt like Sage would have a bit of a lead foot. I'll be honest. I I didn't expect her to be like, oh, I take my time. I expected her to be like, I'm the one honking behind Mitch because <laughs> 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 Mitch isn't going fast enough. Uh, we're halfway through. Number five. Again, yeah. the top ten list of things I can do in thirteen seconds or less. Number five is change a roll of toilet paper. Guys, it's not that hard. Not. It, one of my biggest pet peeves is when I go into a bathroom and I notice the roll is completely empty. Over or under? It takes a very over. <laughs> it takes a very lazy person to not change a roll of yep. toilet paper. Yeah. And, yep. Or what about when they set the roll of toilet paper on the old? You know what I mean? Where it's yeah. just like sitting yeah. there. It's like that's come on, man. Yes, and it's over, not under. Oh wow! Troy. I, I believe, I believe disagree? the patent. I, no, I think the patent disagrees with you. The patent. What? When the when the first toilet roll was patented, patented, they had to do the diagram, and the diagram is under. Wow! And how long ago was this? Uh, in the 1880s. Well, yeah, that's. I know. Yeah. Okay. Thank I'm you. I'm just pointing out. I'm just pointing out. He disagrees great with. Great job, that's... great, great, great grandpa. You guys are idiots, man. <laughs> <laughs> Number four. Number four is I get super frustrated with slow internet or when software is oh. not responding. It, 13, three seconds. Yeah, I was going to And say. I'm throwing a mouse. Yeah, yeah. It Talk about a first world Gen Z or millennial problem. Or, yeah, Gen yeah. Z millennial problem. 
is the speed of the internet. Dude, it's never fast enough. If it's not working insanely fast, I want to destroy everything. You know, like that's why when the robots take over, eventually <laughs> they're gonna have so much junk on me because I'm like, come on, you stupid piece of, you know, and I'm like punching the laptop because it's not working immediately. They're gonna have so much on me, dude. God dang it. Number three. <laughs> Number three, things I can do in 13 seconds or less. Annoy the girlfriend. Oh, yeah, boy. it's yeah, too easy. Yeah. Hair trigger. Man. Sure oh, you, right yeah, I was g- just going to say, Absolutely. you just did it right there. That Bang. Was for her. Yeah, one time, and it's a natural. You know, it's a natural thing for you and for men. I can't do anything right. Yeah. And the, even that's annoying to her. She goes, oh, great. Here he goes, playing the victim. Complaining about not being a good boyfriend. Uh huh. Here you are. That was 13 Man. seconds. Uh, I'm going to get a text here shortly. <laughs> less than 13 seconds. Here we go. Number two. <laughs> Number two. It takes me less than 13 seconds to decide if I want queso with my chips and salsa. <laughs> Waiter, hey, you want some queso? Absolutely I do. Oh, I love I never pass up. <laughs> I love the old Ace Ventura. Hmm, let me think. Uh, sure. <laughs> That's how fast it goes. No, my wife doesn't like it, though. And finally. Number one. Number one. Troy, like back in like the 1880s, they used to have like a mule kick you to fix your leg. Like, <laughs> why would we go with something with a toilet paper in the 1880s and think it's the right thing to do? I'm just pointing out what the what the patent on file is, man. Hey, man, do you have any toilet paper? No, but I have a mule that can just kick the heck out of you. Okay. I just was pointing out what the patent oh, is. Oh, God. <laughs> yeah. Number one. I got to play it one more time. Number one. Number one uh, thing I did under 13 seconds or less was react with glee when I found out Aoka Lee is coming back for that senior season, yeah! boys and girls. That yeah! was a big announcement. Actually, that, that was actually something I think we kind of around here, local media kind of knew that Aoka Lee wanted to get that master's degree, but she confirmed it. Everybody was listening. The world was listening when Aoka Lee said, hey, when I come back and these uh, four ladies in this next recruiting class who are all just top-notch individuals and basketball players, when that mixes with me and these three freshmen we already got and the other supporting cast, we're going to tear it up. Look out. We're going to tear it Ooh-wee. up. That is, I believe, is going to do it for the first hour if I look at the cro- clock correctly, Sage. Wait, wait, one question. Go ahead. Aoka Lee is a, a true junior or no red shirt she was hurt her true freshman year did not play a single game so she has played after this year she still has two years of eligibility remaining yeah but she'll get that degree next year she's already out el- she will be eligible for the WNBA draft after this season but uh she's gonna stick around even though i know she's a top 10 pick easily but she wants that degree what an impressive young lady to not only do all these things on the basketball court but off the basketball court to get her master's in like two seconds. That's awesome. Well, and I'll tell you what, uh, we're going to hear from Aoka Lee at 525. And not only is she she's going to, the, the clip is going to play of her announcing that, yeah, she's sticking around for an extra year that senior season. Uh, but also, you can just tell how humble she is. Yeah. I brought that up with Gene Taylor yesterday. Nobody handles this type of overnight celebrity status. Nobody can handle it better than Aoka Lee. Yeah, she's a great kid. Because great she's kid. super chill. Mm-hmm. I think she get, does get a little bit nervous when she talks to the media, mm-hmm. but um, she's all about also just praising her teammates and getting ready for the next game. She is a, a coach's dream. Awesome. Awesome. Also coming up in hour two, of course, number one song of the day. I'll give you a hit right now from the 80s. Ooh. 
Ask Us Anything by David G. But when we come back, it is a tradition. Mitch Palm, we preview the Cats at number four Baylor tonight.